Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of No Place Like Mahomes. I am Sean Deegan, and we have got a fun show today. We're going ahead and running with this whole uh, historical Chiefs defenses. We're going to flip the coin this time and look at some really terrible options. But first, before we get into that, let's go ahead and introduce the guys. He knows he hasn't been hacked on Twitter because his timeline is still full of K-State recruits. Jacob Allen is with us. What's going on, dude? It's okay to stalk high school kids if they're going to play at your university. He knows his Twitter hasn't been hacked because he still only has one tweet. Sam Blackett is here. What's going on, man? And the way it shall remain. And I am Sean Deegan, and I have never been hacked because my personal Twitter is still inactive. Been a fun day on Twitter if you're a Chiefs fan over the last couple days. You know, we got the Chiefs Holic news where he finally got, got caught. And we got Kadarius Tony just stepping right into the Tyron Matthew Twitter role of just obnoxious Twitter follow for Chiefs fans. And we're going to basically ignore all of it because we, we decided that since we're still in kind of the no man's land with no news, we're still kind of everyone's waiting on bated breath for the Chris Jones extension and what that could lead to with the rumors now surrounding DeAndre Hopkins, which we've kind of talked about at nauseum at this point. So we're going to stick with some with a fun topic. Last week, if you listened, you saw that we you heard that we put together what we would argue is the best possible Chiefs defense you could put together from top to bottom. Picked a three-four defense and filled in the positions as we went. We're going to flip things around this time. We are going to look at what would be the worst possible Chiefs defense. What is the roster? that if we were to put it together, would look utterly abysmal on defense and be sure to be last in the NFL. We're going to go ahead and start kind of exactly how we did last week. We're going to pick what would be the defense that would accommodate this particular quest the best. Gentlemen, what do you think? Kind of the same question as last week, but in order to allow for really just things to look horrible, what's going to be a best fit? A 3-4 front? or a 4-3 front for this defense. Sam, we'll start with you. So we've got, I mean, unlike last week where you have uh, pretty obvious choices for the most part in each position, um, the worst, you can you can go a lot of different directions and, and have just some, some truly, truly garbage players lining up in that position. I'll cut off Sam real quick and say uh, free safety is in a 3-4 and a 4-3, so you don't have to worry. Oh, I, I'm aware, and they're they're this free and strong. Like I, I don't know, you can play both of them, and I think you could. I think everyone has a guess of who our safeties are going to be. But uh, I, I think the four three would be fun, just because we've had some utter garbage defensive line. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's been a who's who of defensive tackles and defensive ends over the last couple of decades for Chiefs. Jacob, are you uh, in a line with Sam? Or do you would you prefer to flip to a three four if you're talking about what's going to accommodate the worst possible defense? I can make whatever work. <laughs> I'm with Sam. I when I came into this, I actually looked, I thought about it and I was like, I I think just even just focusing on D tackle, there are just some historically bad names that ended up starting for the Chiefs, even that are just really atrocious on the interior and so I and it definitely doesn't limit to that so let's let's pick a 4-3 let's do it as if we we're going to do a 4-3 same as as 
or is a flip of last week's. And we'll again start with the defensive line, because I think this this might be, as Sam, as you kind of alluded to, this might be the hardest part to pick is that defensive front, because they are, like I said, there's just a who's who of trash out there if you're a Chiefs fan for defensive line. So I'm going to open things up just kind of like we did before. Let's start on the interior with defensive tackles. Let's pick two. Who, Sam, are your your two nominees for defensive tackle as the worst possible starters you could pick for the Chiefs all-time worst defense? Can I ask real quick, is there a qualifier? Because, I mean, like, does the guy have to have started a certain amount of games? Because you could go through and, you know, pick guys that barely made the roster and played one game. So I was looking at it as as either people we have drafted highly or tri- brought in that had significant hype revolving around them. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of where I'm at as well. It's like they have, to, they have to have had some sort of um, investment that's significant. Like if if they got cut, then they didn't really, you know, start right they didn't really play so if they got on the i'd like them to have been on the field but yeah those were kind of my thoughts as well sam i was i was in line with you so like a this guy was a top five round pick or started in at least 10 games for the chiefs i think that should be a qualifier right i think that's fair like if they're if it's like somebody that like didn't make it out of camp yeah I, i wouldn't pick that guy with that and like kind of still keeping with the two thousands up, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Still, still keeping that right qualifier. Point. Again, I probably I did not do a good job of setting this up because of our particular ages. Pre two thousand is a little hard for us to keep up with, just from a retention standpoint. So these are like two thousand and on. So our all time worst defense. Okay, so with that, with, now we have all the qualifiers. I think there's one very obvious one at defensive tackle. And that's Ryan Sims drafting a guy that highly and then just being and, and again, I guess I'm I'm almost tying in slightly the bust aspect as well that plays into this role, but I think Ryan Sims fits that mold just perfectly to being awful. Now the second one's interesting. I think you could go a couple different routes. Like you could say with the oh, he was he was drafted so highly and then just did nothing with Glenn Dorsey, but I think just because, at least maybe it was my own hype I made up in my mind with the two, but but I think Tank Tyler fits that role pretty well at defensive tackle. <laughs> God, this is going to be painful, isn't it? Those are really solid picks, Sam. Uh, Jacob, what about you? Who are you? Who do you have on the interior? Number one, Sam, leave Glenn Dorsey out of this. Uh, he just needs more time, and he needs to play in a four-three. Hey, if he if he would have played in this system, been an all star, but that's not the truth. Well, I'm glad Sam had answers because I'm having trouble on the interior thinking of the guys that were just awful. I know Sam brought up Ryan Sims because he he had you know a semi long career surprisingly because he played for eight years it looks like or nine years nine years, but you know with with the Chiefs, he was not great, Bob. Um, he had five sacks in five seasons as a member of the Chiefs, and yeah, was a first-round pick. 
that's pretty bad. So I can't really contest him there. So that would probably also be my pick because I most of my guys are at DN that I think of when I think of the really bad busts. So I, I definitely think Ryan Sims has to be in there. Um, I wanted to pick Junior Seabee, but I, he never actually started for the Chiefs. So that I kind of I almost removed him as a result. Uh, Sean, a quick quick side story. This that's like the beginning of Chiefs fan fanhood that I remember the draft. It's because they had some contest going on at a bar, and they were like, "If you have the Chiefs draft pick under your coaster," and they had made like two hundred of them, you are the winner of our contest. And then Junior CV got drafted. Like, we don't have a winner because we don't have that guy on a coaster. <laughs> That's fantastic. Also, Rip. Rip Rip Jr. CV. Didn't he pass away or is he arrested? He did. No, he did pass away. It was really sad. It didn't factor into why I didn't pick him. But, yeah, it definitely definitely sucks because he was was a guy they talked up a lot. But, uh, yeah, he unfortunately (laughs) passed away. Just I don't even remember what it was from. But, yeah, he just passed away very, very young. But I will, I will stay with Sims because I think that's easy. I I am gonna pick Glenn Dorsey though as as a pick because whereas I agree with Tank Tyler as being a bust because there was there was a lot of hype between Turk and Tank and maybe that was just Chiefs fans getting really hyped on a little on alliteration, but Glenn Dorsey was a top five pick. And and really didn't make any kind of an impact with the Chiefs. Now, part of that, like we've stated, is is the having to switch out of a four three, which was his his traditional you know set, to having to play into a three four. But even so, like his career high in sacks, which was kind of the thing he was hyped up to be, is like, look, he's a guy who can really class the pocket. He'll be a guy who could push for double digit sacks. I mean, this this is all the stuff I remember about draft hype coming out about him. Career high in sacks in a season with the Chiefs is two. Like he didn't he didn't really do anything. So I would I would put him there just because I would put not just the Chiefs, not just our expectations as fans or excitement about them, but like the national expectation. I would pair him up with Ryan Sims and put him in the middle. Yeah, and so for people that maybe don't remember, maybe weren't Chiefs fans at the point when Glenn Dorsey was drafted, he was drafted to be what Chris Jones is. Like, that was his hype coming out of LSU. Like, he was the next thing at defensive tackle and then was just like, uh, I don't I don't actually know how to play football, I don't think. Yeah, I remember I was at a – I don't remember if it was a baseball game or a baseball practice. But one of the kids somehow still had his phone and was getting draft updates and told us that we got Dorsey, that Matt Ryan had gone to head and so Dorsey fell. And – I remember everyone in the dugout losing their minds because of just what you said, Sam. He had all of the Chris Jones hype, but with the draft capital, and like, and not like, and like Chris Jones hype now, because Chris Jones, you know, being a second round pick, didn't have obviously that hype. But like, if you had told somebody, yeah, this guy could get you fifteen and a half sacks, like that. So that for me is why I'd put him there. Um, so I think we're all in agreement on Ryan Sims. So this is so it's becoming more of a. Biggest bust, then, right? Just to clarify, not necessarily because I don't even think like Glenn Dorsey wasn't good. 
Well, I mean, he had quality seasons of 69 combined tackles and 62. I mean, he's not, it wasn't like he was bad in those seasons. It's not great, but so it's an okay. That might be a tiebreaker though for me. Like if that's, if that's, let me but go look t- at Tank real quick. Because that Tank might be a- Tyler, who's a third round pick, just to again clarify where these guys are. <laughs> I don't remember Turk or Tank, honestly, other than the hard knock stuff. So bear I'm with at, me. I'm looking at Tank's Didn't, numbers right now. Uh we might want to go with Tank. Yeah, zero yeah. <laughs> the NFL sacks. <laughs> and then his best combined tackles is forty one. So it's like are we talking biggest bust or are we talking like worst player? Yeah. I'm cool I'm with all, either list. Because I, I honestly think I, Glenn Dorsey's got to be a biggest bust maybe in all time for the Chiefs. And I completely forgot that that was the hard knock season for the Chiefs. And that's probably why Turk and, Ta- or, uh, Turk and Tank got so much run is because they were like the comedic relief on that show. Right. But right. yeah, he was just not good. Yeah, and he started all 16 games. Like, this is not a rotational role. He started all 16 in 2008 after being a rotational player in 2007 and had two tackles for a loss that year. (laughs) Which tells you all you need to know about the 2008 Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so I think that's a good distinction, Jacob. Maybe we do an all-time bust podcast at some point because that that could take days. Um, But, yeah, I think that's a... That's a good distinction. I, I will give the tiebreaker to Tank because, yes, Glenn Dorsey was at least serviceable in spots. Glenn Dorsey tank. doesn't deserve to be on a worst player of all time list. He deserves to be on the biggest bust of all time list. That's fair. I mean, it's a good distinction. And so we'll go with – I think that's a good point. We'll go with Tank. Um, let's move to Edge because, good God. <laughs> there is a lot of – Jared candidates. Allen, man for just saving us for a brief moment in time. Because it was rough. Remember when they brought in Vonnie Holiday and that was the savior? Opening opening week had four sacks and then it was god-awful from there. So, like, the the options for worst defensive end from 2000 to present are plentiful. Jacob, we'll flip things around this time. We'll let you take the lead on this one. Give us your two starting defensive ends if you're going to put the worst defensive ends together of all time. Well, uh, I'm going back just to double check on my first guy because I want to look at how pitiful his stats were. But I know number one has got to be Breland Speaks because he just did nothing. Uh, I need to – I mean, he qualifies because he was a top three rounds pick. The other guy that instantly comes to mind is Tyson Jackson. In fairness to Tyson Jackson, he did have a four-sack season. Um a high combined tackles of 55. And so I'm curious to hear your guys' as well, because now that I look through this list, I see some names that were, that were listed as defensive ends that I'm not even sure I know who the person is. Uh, Sam, what about you? Who do you got? I mean, I think Jacob makes a strong case for the two. Where, do you, where are you at on defensive end? So, yeah, Breland speaks is obviously. And I think the weird thing is, because, again, we've switched, like you're you're pulling players that, are they outside linebacker? Or are they DN? But Freeland speaks. We're just going to put a DN and just say, okay, you you were terrible. The second one, there's been there's been some options, quite a few options, and I think it's I think it is very easy to go with um, Tyson Jackson 
And like, that was my initial, like, I look at it, I'm like, okay, that's exactly who I'm going with. But then like, if you think back on what Tyson Jackson was, he actually played the role okay in being like the strong side, hold the line defensive end. Wasn't good in any sense, but as far as his role in the team, he was like serviceable. You you're starting to sound like me with Glenn Dorsey. They, I, I just <laughs> feed everyone the same crap that I was fed at that age. So like Tyson Jackson's obviously a, a, a very solid solid pick, and I'm just kind of run through a couple here to, to see if I can pick anybody else out that would beat him. And the only other one that's like popping out within that range is Alan Bailey. Which, again, I think they're about the same kind of caliber of player in all reality because he wasn't very good either. Like, I'm kind of looking at guys that played longer, maybe more than, like, one season because, again, uh, you've got several guys that came in for, like, a single season and maybe weren't good but then were gone pretty quick. But as far as Tyson Jackson, Turk McBride, and and Alan Bailey, I think, would be the three that I'd look at as being like, yeah, within that 2000s run, you guys were, were pretty rough. Um, and a lot of these guys, I just don't remember. Like, I don't, I don't have enough memory of like, was Eric Kicks good across the on the other side of Jared Allen? Because I can't remember at all, to be completely honest. So. I think with the, I think I will throw the draft capital in on this one with Tyson Jackson because I feel like they're all within the same range. So I'll kind of stick with Jacob just because you can go many directions on that second defensive end, I feel like. Right. To piggyback on what Sam's saying, it's like, do you guys remember Alex McGee? Yes. Who was drafted after Tyson Jackson? Because I don't even remember the guy. I do. Because isn't he out of Missouri? Purdue. Nope, definitely not who I'm thinking of. So no, <laughs> he was drafted in the third round, 67 pick, right after Tyson Jackson. Don't remember the guy played one NFL season, had four sacks, and then not another single NFL season. So I'm like, who is this guy? So I will. I was gonna lean Kirk McBride, just because he did have the a couple of the first season he started with the Chiefs, he did play defensive end. His first year, he's a rotational defensive tackle, and then they moved him to end and next to tank on the defensive line. But because of the non-consistency on a position, I am going to just defer to Tyson Jackson. I think that's kind of the tiebreaker for me. It's weird because a lot of these guys that I remember just being really frustrated with have kind of like one saving season. Like D Ford's a good example, who for like the first th- four years of his uh, his career, three years of his career with the Chiefs, he was not good. And then comes out and has the nine-sack season and, and is at least a very good situational pass rusher. So I'll, I'll go ahead and lean to um, Tyson Jackson. Uh, I'll let the draft influence me just a little bit here and also just the uh, – Lack of a consistent position for Turk, who would have definitely been my my other pick there, though. Real quick, it must be because it was a video game year that was good, but Eddie Freeman is the one I also remember, and he was a second-round draft pick. I like Eddie Freeman. 
<laughs> he didn't do anything. It he, must didn't. Be, he must be in like ESPN 2K, the version that we all really like playing. Yep, he is. He is the definition of a solid rotational player in that game. <laughs> and in real life, he was not because he in played one life, NFL, he... one or two NFL seasons from why when I looked him up. Yeah, that's not bad either. That's not bad either. We'll we'll go with Tyson Jackson. So our front four looks like this: Breland speaks, Tyson Jackson at edge, Ryan Sims and Tank Tyler in the middle. That is our front four in this this just trash defense. Let's move to linebacker. There's one name I feel like has to be on here, but I will defer to you guys to start. Sam, the linebacking crew for the Kansas City Chiefs, again, there have been some some winners, but I will let you start things off. Who do you think needs to be in this group for the Kansas City Chiefs? I don't even know. To be completely honest, um, I, I honestly don't remember so many of these guys like I know the name, but I could not, I could not tell you how they played. Can I defer to Jacob for a second while I? Yeah, for sure, Jacob. Do you want to take the lead on this to, one? Uh, if you say, I'll just start right back to Sam and say you don't remember the James Michael Johnson years. I, I don't. He's one that the name doesn't even ring a bell to me. I know like, it wasn't like it was that long ago, twenty fourteen. <laughs> Like most of my look at, it, I was like, "Yes, I remember he was a chief." But I and James Michael Johnson, I saw that name. I was like, "I don't even know who that is." <laughs> right, because this we're looking at the all time considered the starters on these lists. I was yeah. like, um, "Okay, well, I mean, he wasn't good. He had seventeen combined tackles, and that's not good from an inside linebacker's advantage. And he played in sixteen games. He only started one." I'm looking up Javon Belcher because I don't remember him being that great either. But, I mean, I guess he got to 87 tackles in one season. Other candidates I've seen, Akeem Jordan, did he get paid because of the Chiefs or find at least a little success after the Chiefs? No, he did not. Josh Mauer's career ended because of the Chiefs. (laughs) Is he the one that had a career-ending injury? I think so, yeah, because he was – he was he was actually okay. I mean, tackles are a weird stat um, for linebackers because you have to have a good defensive line for that to matter. But he had over 100 tackles, six quarterback hits in 2014 with the Chiefs. Um, and then 2015 had only 58 tackles in 14 games. Um, did have two picks that year, though. But, yeah, it's uh, it wasn't great. Hope I got yep. one of mine. They were still roster building at this time. So one of mine's Kendrell Bell. There we go. <laughs> like, I'm waiting. Saw the name. I was like, yeah, there's one. Banking on that one to come through. God, it's just the get the hopes and dreams of what year was that? Fifteen year old Sean up. So excited for Kendrell Bell. Video games will skew your your. Oh, God. Now, going into that out. season, our linebacking core seemed amazing. Yeah, on paper, it looked great. Kendrell Bell, Kawika Mitchell, and Derek Johnson. That's yeah, like that was that was the year they drafted him. You thought, like, yeah. oh my god, this might be a really good defense. It wasn't, folks. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, so, he bad from forty-one tackles, forty-nine tackles, eight tackles. There's another. Well, like biggest disappointment for me too while we're in that realm of Demario Williams. But he mm-hmm. also had a really good season for the Chiefs. So it's like 
can you pick years of guys or do you just have to pick their Chiefs career in total? Because in total, it looks like Demario Williams was not bad because he had a year of 117 tackles. But then he had a year of 19 tackles and 18 tackles. I would I would use it as a tiebreaker for sure. If you're split between guys. And then go with that. But yeah, uh, definitely was going to say Kendrell Bell is one of mine. That He has to be on there. It was... It's never been more apparent that scheme matters for some players because he was really good as a big thumping inside backer in a 3-4, and then they asked him to play outside linebacker in a 4-3, and it just looked awful. So so I, I think my brain just filters out names because when I first ran through the list, I was like, I don't know. I don't, who do I pick? And then I went back through it, and I was like, hmm. My brain just, like, had bad memories, and that's Frank Zombo. Yeah. Oh, now we're talking. Let's go. But, like, I literally went through it and missed him the first time, and then my brain saw it and was like, oh, God. He's like a – yeah, he was 3-4 outside linebacker. Now we're getting real gross with Frank Zombo. Let's go. Yeah, he was – wasn't he pre-D Ford? Did he play with D Ford? I guess pre <laughs> Think he year before he didn't tackle or sack anybody. So fair, it doesn't matter if he was the Russian because he didn't play like it because he had a sack and a half, one sack, three sacks his second season with the Chiefs. But he only had nineteen tackles that year. I think it was because they kind of alternated him. Like, they hey, overlapped. We'll- they did overlap uh, in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. So he did play. A little bit. He just left before they went to the playoffs. Before D4 got good. Okay, all we need now is a middle backer. We need somebody in the middle to play that spot. So I think with the middle backer, and the thing I'm having trouble with this again, because like we could easily go with some of the guys that were there for one season mm-hmm. or something like that. But the defenses were so bad that when you look at their stats, they're not terrible. Right. Because they just build the stat, yeah. Yeah. Like, I almost, I almost, and like, again, his career got cut kind of short and he had one good season with us, but I almost want to go with Mauga just because, like, I don't remember him being good at all. Yeah. That was going to be my pick just because it was such a steep drop off yeah. in year two. And not even because of the injury. Like, you started 14 games and you had 58 tackles. So, I, you I wouldn't mean that. If you can tell me who Pat Thomas from 2008 was. I, I know the name. <laughs> he started nine games. For- well, I hope he made enough money to support his family forever. Started nine games and then was done in the NFL because it was the 2008 Chiefs. Oh, 14 Chiefs. He recorded 48 tackles because, again, somebody has to tackle the players eventually. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can't put Josh Malga over that. Josh Malga had two picks, didn't he? Yeah, his last season. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Thomas. What is his name again? Pat Thomas. <laughs> Pat Thomas. All right, we'll be Pat. Yeah, because he had one hundred and three. had a really good year. I guess I qualifier was ten starts with the Chiefs, but. He had nine, so I feel like that's fair because it's somebody we should know who it was, considering 
again, in our junior slash senior years of high schools. Yeah, I ugh. was there so many on the like the that he rotated with that was taking snaps from him because I am I don't I am know struggling be a linebacker or a fullback at that time. Yeah, God, bless it. You talking know. Boomer? Boomer Grigsby was drafted 2005. My guess is his career was over before then. Damn, Boomer catching uh, well, out here. Five. To 2008, but I think that final season was in Miami or something like that. Let me look. Yep, final season in Miami. Apparently, if you need to know the history of Boomer Grigsby, you can come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real, real quick quiz. How many total tackles did Boomer Grigsby have in his career? Four seasons. 26. 63. 36. I wasn't looking at the draft board for this one. I was looking just at like the guys that had started out of curiosity since we were trying to find the guys that had actually played because now I'm scrolling through because, you know, we miss guys like Nico Johnson wasn't any good. I remember when they took him. He was like the guy on Alabama that wasn't good. Rocky, here's the guy who's taking snaps from Pat Thomas. Rocky Boyman. Couldn't tell you. Listed as your right linebacker slash middle backer and it says he started nine games that season between the two spots what's funny is like i i could be it could be one of those names that like i feel like i've heard but i feel like i recognize that name more than pat thomas i think he actually looks like he has more tackles yeah 72 tackles that's sad all right we're gonna go with pat thomas that was that's awful all right (laughs) <laughs> that cinched it for me. The back about tackled you. Um, let's move to the secondary. Got some winners here too, man. And and Sam's gonna. I'm interested. I am most interested to see where Sam goes with this, because um, he's been very outspoken about certain players, and then, but those players have also had moments where they did play a role. So I'm curious, Sam. I want to start with you. Who? Let's start. Up the middle, and we'll move it. Well, let's start with corner. Let's start with corner. We'll save safety for last. Let's start with corner. Who who would you pick to be on the outside for this Chiefs defense if you were picking the worst options? You, you, you switched it up on me because I was about to go into a rant on the safeties. That's why I want to wait because I'm I'm gonna let you have. I'll let you take the rant for safeties and that cleanup there. I didn't want to set fireworks off too soon. And if we need to flip, we can. Jacob, if you have corners off the hand, because I yeah. did kind of flip it on Sam, but. Can't add that. I remember not being good. And Philip Gaines, never a fan of. This is going to be a harder one because you're not going to have as many stats to look at. And and tackles is really weird for secondary, right? Because it's like, are you getting that many because your guys caught it? Um, or are you getting that many tackles because you're a good tackler? But I think Philip Gaines is, isn't bad. Philip Gaines is a good pick for sure. Like, I mean, there's historical nights for him. We all can bring up the night that Peyton Manning just like, he's right there. That's where I'm going. Yeah. I think and another I, corner, Javier Arenas. Yeah. Fits well Did within that. Corner or was he just the returner? I don't know. I know he had to have played at some point because I remember he was god awful at it. Like, it may have only been in preseason, but. 
if it makes you feel any better, uh, your choice seems solid because they listed his kicking stats before his defensive back stats. Oh, God. 2012 looks like he got a pretty serious amount of play. Yeah. 61 tackles. He's listed as the starter on Pro Football Reference on 2012. He'll always be, you know, famous for being traded for Anthony Sherman. That steal of a deal for the Chiefs, by the way. We talked about Ty Law and Pat Sertan last week, but I don't think they were those levels. Like, at the, like they were. At the if you compared what Ty Law and Pat Sertan were before they came to the Chiefs right. and what they were with the Chiefs, you could put them on this list just off of that principle. But compared to some of the other players, I think they're still like all pros compared to Javier Arenas at that point. How many more years after the Chiefs did Ty Law play? Oh, God. One? He had four seasons, and he had eight more starts in him. He played six starts for the Jets and two starts for the Broncos. My God. We thought he was cooked when he was with the Chiefs. Wow. Well, all right. Um, The one I was going to nominate was William Bartee. Because he was he was the reason they went and got uh, Dexter McLeon. I think that's how you pronounce his name, right? From the Rams, yeah. Yeah, and then like McLeon left, and Barty started again in 2004. I'd forgotten about that, but I remember him being rough at best. Like he just did not. He should have been a nickel at best. He probably should have been your fourth corner, and you're having him line up opposite Eric Warfield who was a solid player. I feel like Eric Warfield got a bad rap from, like, you know, frustrated Chiefs fans and then, like, a national perspective just because he was the only corner on the roster worth a damn. Yeah, they're rough in those times. Yeah, you either didn't have to throw at him or he was lining up against, you know, Randy Moss. And, (laughs) And that's grueling to expect from anybody. So yeah, William Barty was going to be my other my other offering opposite Philip Gaines. So I'm perfectly and- fine with that because I don't care because we're going to safeties. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> well let's we'll do William Barty and Philip Gaines and Sam. I will give you the floor. Uh, I'm combing through just the um, the draft picks as well because again we said you know ten starting games should probably be a qualifier because you. If you were doing bust list, you could go to Kavari Russell. Oh, you could, yeah. You could open it whip, open it up in a big, big way if you just want to talk busts versus actual guys who who started. All right, Sam. Floor is yours. Let the fireworks begin. There's there's been some bad safeties that have played in the Kansas City Chiefs system. Uh, whether you want to go Page and Pollard, both had their faults. Pollard specifically. Page was serviceable, but Pollard, the bone crusher, did one thing on one thing only. Hey, he Uh, won a playoff game single-handedly for the Ravens. He also ensured that we got Matt Castle, which might put him on this list if there weren't other players that need to go in front of him. (laughs) You've got guys like John McGraw, who was not good either. Played, but was not good. But I would be – and, I mean, even even guys like Hussein Abdullah who came in with hype and then just never did anything for the Chiefs. But I would be 
the biggest fraud in the world if Mike Joyce was not the starting combo in 2017 of Daniel Sorensen and Ron Parker. It is literally the worst combination of safeties that could have ever been put on the field. You've got one who is too slow to cover any wide receiver and guys just run past him. And then you've got another one who doesn't know how to cover wide receivers. Now you tell me which one is which, because I can go either way because it fits with both of them. Right. The nightmare of the, the safety with the dreads will never leave my mind. And if we ever draft another, like when we brought it, I'm glad. Oh my God. I just lost his name. I got worked up. Who's our safety right now? Free safety. Oh, Justin Reed. Justin Reed. I'm glad his dreads are a little different because it doesn't give me as bad PTSD, but I will die on the hill of Ron Parker, specifically Ron Parker and Dan Swanson. Yeah, that ain't great. Uh, <laughs> Jacob, do you have any additional thoughts to that dynamic duo? Um, I did not remember that those two started at the same same time, so it makes sense why the 2017 Chiefs didn't take it home and uh, lost a playoff game to who, the Steelers? No, Patriots. Alex Smith's final year, did they lose Patriots or Steelers? Steel- Steelers, I think. No. God, I hang on. Let me go look. I'm or- really blanking. I think that was the Titans year. Yep, lost in the wild card. Oh, that was. It was the Mariota game. It was 21-22 to the Titans. Makes sense. Uh, no, those were the two starting safeties. I did not realize those two started together. That's pretty bad. I am a little bit offended that Sam brought up Hussein Abdullah because I thought he was actually a pretty solid player. I think he was because he was done with football. I think he was like, I no longer want to have this yeah. as a career. Oh, yeah. No, like, I think he was good, but based off the hype that he came in with him, did not live up to it at all. Because, like, with the Vikings, he was a stud. And then came to us and was like, meh. I don't remember him having a ton of hype. Uh, At least I I thought he had quite a bit of hype. How did he acquire him? I think free agency. Yeah, it's just free Free agency. Uh, Chief sign Hussein Abdullah. Don't really see for how much, but because he played all sixteen games, twenty thirteen, but didn't start. Then started all sixteen in twenty fourteen, and then was banged up a lot in twenty fifteen. Only played eleven games. Yeah, I'm still combing through these. Was he safety? Sammy Sammy Knight is the name I remember, but I don't remember being good. Yeah, he I'm wasn't trying to, trying to be fair about all this because I don't want to just go to the default as well because I, those two were just so bad. Well, what about the other Eric? Eric Murray. Because he started with Ron Parker ahead of Daniel Sorensen in 2018, at least according to Pro Football Reference. I think you could probably make them interchangeable. But if we're, gonna, if we're using this as our reference, Eric Murray was technically – the starter at that point. Yeah, I don't have much. Like I said, my perspective is skewed too because, like, I feel like I got Jared Page's autograph at one point or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Arts. So I'm like, no, they were good players because I was, you know, 10 years old and 
had their autograph, so they were really good. Right. I I think it is very hard to argue a starting safety duo of Ron Parker and Dan Sorensen. Because, like, at that point, Dan Sorensen hadn't completely fallen off a cliff yet. Like, he wasn't 2018 Dan Sorensen, but you could kind of see it coming. He wasn't the rotational guy that everyone was, like, real hyped about at that point. It was... It, it, it was starting that you could start to see it. You were like, okay, well, maybe it's time for them to move on, and then they didn't move on, and he just stayed con- for... Continued not to move on. Yeah, for years continued afterwards. Continued not to move on. Yeah. I was honestly shocked to see how long he was a chief. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And it I think it's just because... I think because it's... That is how much I hate Ron Parker is that that blanks out the fact that Dan Sorensen was on the Chiefs during that whole period as well. <laughs> yeah. I didn't – did you guys already say and that? Maybe I also just thought he was John McGraw. <laughs> my my guess would have been, what, six seasons? How many were they on there? How many were Sorensen on the Chiefs? Both guys. I remember Ron Parker coming back. I remember when they re-signed him. They're like, he's back. He's going to start again. All right, guys. Because he had one quality season, and they're like, oh, let's keep making this run. It's eight for, for Sorensen. He started his, his career in Kansas City in 2014 as a rookie. Now. Uh, and six for Ron Parker. And six for Ron Parker. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, if you would have held a gun to my head and asked me how many Sorensen played, I don't know if I would have got to eight. You could have you also answered too many, and we would have taken that as well. Also, acceptable answer. <laughs> we also would have taken. All right, we're going to go with Daniel Sorensen and Ron Parker. And for oh, everyone yeah. listening out there, to know the level of hate that I have for De- or Ron Parker, like, again, it's kind of like the Cole Harbin thing. I don't have any personal issue with the man. But as a football player, my forever fantasy name in our, di- in our uh, now Dynasty League, just switch to Dynasty, going big boys will be, it's all Ron Parker's fault. Forever and for always. And for the record, has been for the last decade plus. Alright, so here's here's the starting lineup, gents. Here's our, our starting defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. If we were going the opposite of who we'd want. On the front line, Breland Speaks, Tyson Jackson at the edge, Ryan Sims and Tank Tyler inside. Frank Zombo and Kendrell Bell are your outside linebackers with Pat Thomas in the middle. Your corners are William Barty and Philip Gaines. And the safeties are Dan Sorensen and Ron Parker. So here's I my honest question in that lineup. How many yards does Derrick Henry get on that lineup? All of them. <laughs> all of them. What's the single game rushing record? Because it's getting crushed. Uh, Jamal guy from Ravens, isn't he the one that has Jamal Lewis? Jamal Lewis. Like 230-something. Single game rushing record was Adrian Peterson with 296 yards against the San Diego Chargers on November 4th, 2007. That's according to Stat News. No, I think that's right, yeah. Um. I think Derrick Henry would eclipse that with less than 20 touches. I So is Jamal Lewis second? Because remember, the Chiefs also gave up their third most all-time when Jerome Harrison came to town in 2009. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. Jamal Lewis is is right behind Adrian Peterson with 295 in 2003, September 14th, 2003. Sean, weren't, weren't you? Yeah, you were definitely there with me for the. Yeah, we were at Arrowhead. It was, our, <laughs> it was the second. I think it was the second semester of freshman year. We signed and... the pro. Those were not the tickets we bought, though. No, we definitely moved down because we could. For yeah, for you new Chiefs fans, think of a time where Arrowhead was very much like Kauffman Stadium. You could start at the top, and by the second quarter, just waddle your way down to you know the fifty yard line and park your little butt and watch the rest of the game. And no one cared. And no <laughs> one gave a rat's ass about it. Yeah, that was I was there for that one because that was also Josh Cribbs took two punt returns back for touchdowns in that game, if I remember right. You could also uh, buy tickets for ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. And... It was it was a good awful time, guys. It was a good awful time in terms of pricing. But yeah, so that I think Derrick Henry to answer your question eclipses the three hundred yard mark pretty easily. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate you joining us each and every week. Hold on. Hold on. We're missing an important piece to this defense, and it's the defensive coordinator. Oh, it's it's, – what's his name? I disagree. Craig Robinson. Clancy Pendergast. Over Bob – you would take Clancy over Bob and Robinson? Yes. I think Clancy. He lasted one uh, season. Bob Sutton at least had some success. I hate, I hate him as a defensive coordinator for what he did at the end of his time. But in the beginning, he was like, oh, he's decent. And then he never learned. Yeah. Clancy Pendergast lasted one season. Uh, Sam, Clancy had to have Pat Thomas as his middle linebacker. He chose to have Pat Thomas as his middle linebacker. <laughs> I choose. That was. Whereas it was Rocky Bleer or something like that. and Who had more stats than him off the bench. <laughs> oh. You you are just being unfair to Clancy. He had probably the worst NFL roster for the Chiefs <laughs> ever. It's a poor craftsman who blames his tools, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Made out of Play-Doh, of course. I- X's and O's or Jimmy's and Joe's, man. I'll, I think Pendergast and Robinson are both valid picks. I won't argue either. They're, you can argue Robinson should have only lasted one season. But particularly I loved him. I'm just – I'm here to – with all the crapping I do on safeties, I'm here to actually defend Bob Sutton for a second to say he wasn't the worst. As much as we hate him for how it ended, like <laughs> he wasn't as bad as we thought he was for the first couple seasons. <laughs> No, no, they were actually pretty, pretty damn good. If you go back and look at the overall finishes, they were pretty damn good at that time. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate you joining us each and every week. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about some real news next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's a Chris Jones extension, and then maybe a wide receiver signing announcement. Uh, we will hope. We will keep our fingers crossed and hope. Just keep praying to the football gods, Chiefs fans. Keep praying to the football gods. Until next time, you all stay safe out there. We will talk to you next week.